Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu. And with a bunch of elite athletes and you learn a lot from like the athletes determination the resiliency everything to what me made them become successful so it's been a great experience so far so go on i'm gonna leave uh the link in the description so uh go sign up yo welcome back to another episode of honest about sports i'm jack and today's episode we are joined by a very special guest good friend of the show and a very familiar guest on the show, Eric Levine. Levy was previously on episode 17 and episode 50. Eric is currently playing the SPHL Southern Professional Hockey League with the Peoria Rivermen playing 13 games so far this season, going 7-3-2 with a 2.21 goals against average. I'm very excited to have Levy back on the show as he's always a great guest to have on and has become a good buddy of mine over the course of the years and a good, good training partner on the ice over the course of the last month before he was off to camp in Peoria. So uh, it's great to have you back, Levy. So welcome back to the show, Eric Levine. Thanks, Jack. It's, uh, it's good to be back, man. And uh, yeah, I said you're the third time on. It's uh, This is by far the most podcasting that I've ever done. So I think I've been on four and uh, three of them were with you. So. <laughs> Love it. That's that, that's awesome. You're just, you're always, always welcome to come back when, whenever you want. <laughs> Well, good, man. Uh, it's been a while since we caught up last, so I'm sure there's a lot to get after, so let's hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, how, how have you been? Like, you you guys are three about three, almost four months into the season, like three months into the season. So, like, how's everything going with the season, and how are you, like, individually? Yeah, it's been good. We um, It's been an interesting year, for sure, as it has for a lot of hockey teams. Um, but thankful to be playing, you know, after last year, I mean, Peoria and five of the teams weren't playing, you know, no one really knew if we were going to actually, you know, be back. So it's just really cool to actually be on the ice, to have our crowd back, to be playing games. Um, it's one of those things where I think like most things in life, you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. And I played hockey every year, my entire life, since I can remember. So after taking a full year off for the first time, uh, I think I'm, I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying just the daily grind of playing hockey, being part of 
of the team. And, and uh, I think it's giving me a good perspective. Uh, our team's been doing a lot better as of late. We had a little bit of a slow start, but it's just a bunch of new guys. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys out. We actually had, I think there was like pneumonia and the flu was going through our team. Like we were getting ravaged with sickness and it wasn't even COVID, oh. ironically. So for like the first month, we had a ton of guys out. We were playing some games with like 13 guys um, and we were just kind of scratching and clawing. But uh, we've done a lot better as of late. I think we're the last 11 games. We're down a point in every game. Um, we're on a five-game winning streak here. We've really started to turn it around. We've had our team kind of building for the first couple months, and we got some really good pieces. Uh, our coach is such a good GM. He's brought in some really good players, and now we've had, I'd say, about a month of solid practice with the group. We're starting to get all of our systems down. Our coach is extremely uh, detail-oriented, and the way we play is so structured, so it's so hard when you get new guys and you get a short group of guys that if you don't have the practice reps, you can't implement the way that we want to play. Yeah. So we were really struggling. Uh, and now that we've had this month, the last you know, six weeks to really practice, you can see our team is playing. We're flying right now. Um, so we're doing good. We, I think, are sitting in, like, fifth place, but we've played the fewest amount of games. I think there's some teams that have five games at hand on us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if we kind of take care of business, and start to get caught up with games. We're probably right now, I think, sitting at like the third position in our league, um, which is right where we want to be. I mean, it's, it's definitely not a sprint. It's, it's a long season. And in the FT, you know, it's best of three. So you really just got to be peaking at the right time. And like, honestly, yeah. that's, that's what we've talked about since day one from our captain and myself and our coach, kind of a leadership group. We're like, hey, we don't need to be winning every game. Like, it's okay if we kind of are just doing our thing, we're getting better. Uh, it only matters how you play at the end of the year, right? So the standings and stuff, we're not getting caught up, but the important thing is like we're actually playing well. Like for the first, I'd say, I don't know, 10 games, we were getting outshot, outchanced, outplayed almost every game. We were still winning yeah. some, but we're starting to like actually outplay teams now. We're starting to skate a lot better. So our team is good. Um, and then personally, I've been, been having a really good year. I had a really hot start. Um, played awesome at first like six or seven games i was playing with a goalie uh, jack barry who is a kid out of wisconsin uh he's a second year goalie and him and i were both playing like phenomenal he is he was so good he's such a good goalie partner such a good kid and he was pushing me to like all right i you know i was playing well he played great it's like all right as a goalie you always want to you never want to lose your spot right and like yeah for hockey so if the other kid's playing well and you're not, you're not going to get any games. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, 33 or 23. Like, that's just how the position goes. So it was good to have a goalie partner that was, like, pushing me because as good as he was playing, I would come back and match that. And, and both of us were really solid. And um, at about two weeks where I was a little bit off, um, had a couple shaky games, but uh, had rebounded well in the last, I think, five or six, I've been pretty lights out. So. I feel good out there, and uh, it's, it's just a war of attrition this year. It's, it's definitely a, a long-term play, so I'm trying to just not get too caught up, you know, wins, losses, numbers. My numbers are great. Stats are good, but uh, I'm trying to more just take it like I want quality reps because I want to yeah. be ready for the playoffs. I want to be peaking at the right time. So um, so it's good to be back, and that's uh, it's just been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. It's, I didn't help the hockey side. There's no point in stressing about anything anymore. Like, I'm just happy to be playing. That mindset has been a lot more freeing me up to like actually go out there and just enjoy it and play well. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's great when like you have the whole team together after 
ton of guys missing, new guys coming in. Like you just have like that team back to where it was and before like the start of the season where you guys are all together and no one's like going through like the sickness or the injuries or anything like that. And like as as a goalie, a good thing is you just have to stop the puck so you don't really have to learn learn a system. But uh, it it, it help, definitely helps knowing the system though. But like you just got to stop the puck at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's funny. I, I was telling this to one of my teammates. Like I feel that a pro goalie has the easiest and the hardest job at the same time. You know, yeah. our job, our task at hand is so simple, and that it's such a black and white position. It's just hard to execute that, but sometimes I think it's easy to overcomplicate the game and overcomplicate what you have to do out there because there's so many, so many little details and like your skating, your technique, your position, your this or that. There's a million things you can worry about, but I have found this year um, with a lot of practice, kind of a little bit more mindfulness and that I'm trying to reduce it down to the simplest form of what is goaltending. And, and I've narrowed it down to a couple of things and I, I pick those points of focus and I try not to let anything else creep in. And I, I put the work in practice. When it comes to a game, I try to reduce instead of add on to how complex it can be. Because if you overthink and you try to be perfect, your reaction speed suffers and you get in your own head. So like, it's been nice to play with a little bit more of a clear head. Um, and so it's interesting. So I tell goalies all the time, like it's a really hard position in practice, but in games, it should be the easiest job. You just have one job to do. And most of the time, you just got to get your feet set on the puck. You got to be on your angle. And then making a save should not be something you think about doing. You know, a lot of goalies try to think about how to make the save. And um, you should let your reaction take over. You know, you should let your, your instincts make the save. You should do the work to get in position, which is the hard part. But then from there, there should be no thinking. It should just be reacting. So I've, I've kind of adopted a little bit more of that mindset, and that's definitely helped because I've been really consistent with that all year. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that, that's key is playing it simple because, like, once you start overthinking and everything, like, that's when, like, you get lost in your game. And, like, that's when, like, you start adding things on, like, overthinking, like, over, like overcommitting the shots, like, stuff like that. Like, a thing I have on, is my, on my sticks is, like, just simple. Be simple. And then like battle and compete as well. Like those are like two like anchor anchor words that like I use. Like when things do start to get like scrambly and everything, you just go back to the basics, be simple, battle and compete, and just play your game. So like what are some of like the anchor words that you use to get yourself focused in on on what on the task at hand? Yeah. Um one of the new ones this year for me has been breathe. Um I find as I've gone on in my career and I've, you know, and we'll probably get into this later, but a lot of the yoga and meditation training that I've done, it's kind of all boiled down to your breath and how important it is to be mindful that you are breathing. Because when you take very short, very choppy breaths, your heart rate starts to increase. You start to get a little bit more, I would say, off of your, you're just kind of a little off focus. You're just a little bit grambly. So in the net, I've been really trying to honestly emphasize breathe because when I take longer breaths and especially like when there's a play developing and they're, let's say regrouping and they're at the far blue line or they're behind their net, I'll try to go inhale for four seconds, exhale for four seconds. So just taking that like one long rest cycle kind of gets me ready for when I come down, I'm a little bit more calm. My heart rate's not spiking. I'm not getting too antsy, too excited. Um, because when I'm too excited, my feet start moving. I start doing way too much, right? And just like you said, it's 
comes down to trying to play as simple as I can. I'm a really big goalie that uses my size and has a long stance and has a wide base. So I don't have to cover that much ground. So for me, less is way more. So the first one has definitely been breathing because controlling my breath has not only helped kind of making that save a little bit calmer, but I have found in the third period, I feel like as, as good as I do in the first, right? And usually I found myself at times in the third period, when you start to skate a lot in that, you start to work really hard. And then if you're really tired, the first thing that goes when you're tired is your focus and your mental, yeah. right? So if you're, if you're physically tired, that's when you start to make sloppy mental mistakes. And then, you know, as you know, in goaltending, if you make one half of a second of a bad read, or maybe you don't look around the screen the way you should, or maybe you don't hit your post like you should, it's like those little differences, they make all the difference, right? If you're a little off, it, it ends up as a goal. So you're trying to like keep your mental sharpness there. You're trying to keep your clarity the whole game. So it's allowed me to be a little bit more consistent from period one, two, and three. Second, from a technical point, for me, it's always about position, right? Being square and being set are the two things. I'm actually looking. I, I, I'll actually show you. I made this on my wall. I'll give you a, a pretty good kind of look at what I did. But this year, I kind of made this, this big poster. And it kind of yeah. goes over the fundamental habits that I try to do. So the first one is it says, it says balance stance. Uh, second one is says early eyes. I want to always keep my eyes going, tracking pucks. Um, I want my stance to be structured, but still reactive. Top of the crease, which for me is like, I don't need to be too far out because I'm, I'm yeah. six foot three. So for me, most of the time, if I'm in the top of my crease, that's like, that's good enough. That's what kind of where I want to be. Uh, the next one says set square angle, which is keep your feet set, be square to the puck and be on your angle. Obviously very important. And then the last one, it just says, stay dialed in, which for me is kind of one of the terms I've tried to use because it's so easy, you know, you make a couple good saves and you start to get almost overconfident. You're like, oh, I'm yeah, feeling it. Yeah. You know, it's just, whether it's a, a great save or a bad goal, like your mindset should not be any different the next shot, you know, and, and that's a big thing for me is like, I try to stay as even keeled as I can. So telling myself just to stay dialed in is like, whatever's going on, doesn't matter the score, doesn't matter how good I've played or how bad I've played is like, just make the next save, you know? And that's something that's been really helpful to be consistent this year because that's the name of the game. It, even if you play great one game, you know, it's like, all right, that game's passed and you got to do it again next game. You can't just rely and trust that, oh, I did it this one time. So therefore the pucks are just going to hit me the next game. You know, that's just yeah. an easy thing. They're like, oh, I played great. Now it's just going to, I'm just going to show up and it's going to be this easy again. And that's when you start to fall into the trap. So keeping yourself in check and just, trying to keep things literally as simple as possible, but breathing has helped. And for me, it's all those positional kind of cues that are really big. Yeah. And like the game's very detailed. Like you have like the balance, you got to keep your stance balanced, like eyes, early eyes, like all that, like it really is like detailed, but like if you follow those details and like, don't over overthink it, like, and just keep it simple. Like that's when you, when you could like be in the crease and like move an inch either way, and like you're in perfect position, like you don't even have to overthink or even think about like your your positioning or anything like that. And like I think that's huge because like once you do that, like everything becomes more simple. And then and then you talk about leaders leadership a little bit earlier. And like it's like what you have a big role in Peoria, obviously, with like taking most of the games and then just having been that leader and that veteran presence in the in the rooms. So like 
what has that role been like and just being able to like teach the younger guys the the way of the game and like how to uh, take care of your body and like just being that like leader without the without the c or the a yeah that's um it's been uh, honestly it's been like i would say it's been very rewarding to me because i've i've played this is my eighth year of pro hockey um and i've played with a lot of really good older players and being a leader like you said it doesn't necessarily mean you are the captain of the system. I mean obviously those yeah. guys are leaders and they have that for uh you know for a reason and those guys usually are the ones that drive the team. But for goalies, um I played with a couple good veterans and a lot of it comes from your presence and your habits every day. So for me as an older guy, we play in the FPHL, right? It's like it, it's not the NHL, but it's still pro hockey. It's still really yeah. good hockey. So you're trying to set the example for these guys that it doesn't matter what league you're in, your job as a professional hockey player is to show up and practice every day, be as part of a worker for your teammates as you can be. And then it's teaching them that like, hey, when the game comes around, there's no excuses, you get the job done. And we have a couple really good older guys in the team. And uh, one of the things we talked about this year and we've been big in Florida is just building the culture. So we really try to do a good job of like including everyone we don't treat, you know, first-year guys any different than guys that have, you know, played seven, eight years. You try to treat everyone the same. You try to give everyone an opportunity to have a voice in the room because you want them to be invested in the team. Like, yeah. You're trying to teach them, and, and playing in Peoria, for me, it's, uh, it's such a personal thing because this is where I, I take five years here, and I actually love this town. And, like, I want to win a championship for the – Fans for the organization more so than I want to win because I have the selfish desire to want to be a champion. Like, so if you can kind of get guys to understand that you're playing for a team that has 40 years of hockey history here and it's very rich in the culture and it's very ingrained in Peoria. And a lot of guys, and I, and I got, this is what I try to tell guys through my experience, I've played on a lot of different teams. And some teams, it's their first, second, third, fourth year. There's not a ton of like history and meaning and passion behind the town. It's a good team, but it's different when you play for a Fort Wayne that's been playing yeah. for 60 years and there's fans that have been coming before you were born. You know, it just means something to the town. So for me, I've been trying to tell guys and, and sure it is a good job, but just make them understand that they're part of something that's bigger than themselves and that you want to play for your own career, obviously, as everyone does. But when you're putting on that jersey, like it means so much more about the town, the team, the culture than it does about your personal staff. So you try to get them to understand that. And um, our captain is from Peoria. So like, there's a great example of a guy that's doing it for the town. And then secondly, for me, is you try to blend and you try to tell guys that it's a long season. When it's time to work, it's time to work. But like, there should also be a lot of fun into the game. Because as soon as you start to dread coming to the ring, and that's when things don't go well for your team. So you know, for me, uh, I'm always trying to be a little bit more lively in the morning. Like, I like to be there, one of the first guys. I like to, you know, just get the vibes going early. I like to have everyone trying to feel like, hey, this is a fun job. And, like, again, it comes from appreciating what you have. So, you know, I could tell them, hey, listen, I didn't play last year. And, like, let me tell you, it's, it's playing hockey is the best, right? And you don't, you don't realize that until you're retired. And then, like, oh, I wish I would have enjoyed it more. So you just try to get them to appreciate kind of what's in front of them because it's so easy for younger guys especially in this league in the ECHL, to want to look at like what's next. Oh, I want to get here. I want to play there. I want to get up. I want to have all these yeah. goals. Great. 
But to do that, you have to play really well where you're at. And the only way to play well where you're at is to enjoy it and appreciate what you have and work super hard every single day. It's not just like, oh, I want to show up this one day and I want to do it. And then I want to just kind of be a passenger the next night. You're trying to get guys to every day show up. You do the work, you will get to the next level. Um, but just more take the time to like stop, look around and be thankful that you have this opportunity. Because the more thankful you are, the harder you're going to play and the better things are going to go for you. So from that aspect, it's been pretty cool. And you can tell, you know, as an older guy, it's, it's neat when guys come and ask you questions. And it's all, you know, what's it like playing here? Or like, you know, what's it been like eight years ago? Like, you just get questions from guys and it's cool to have the experience to be able to pass it down to them because you want to be part of their success, right? And yeah. it's neat in that I'm invested more in like, I wish, I, I, I care more about these guys meeting their personal goals and like maybe getting called up, maybe doing well. Or like I said, I, I would want to win this year for all the older guys and all the guys that deserve it more so than I, I would want to win for myself. And that's a pretty cool feeling because like, all right, this, this means something now. It's not just a selfish desire. It's like, I want to do this to be part of, of what we have here. And we've got a good group and I think we have a really good chance um, you know, to win. And it's going to be about us speaking at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And like, like just from last year, like a lot of people weren't playing, like you just gotta, you just gotta eat, sleep hockey. Like <laughs> it, you just gotta love going to the rink, love, love the game, like enjoy your time there and like going to like the culture, like even when you go to the, like the Carver arena or the civic center, like it literally has like the history of the Peoria Rivermen, like all over the stadium, like from like the IHL days, the AHL days, and now the SB days, like it literally has like every single, like the year it was in the IHL to the, when it moved to the AHL to when it went to the SBHL, like it literally has like every single like meaning, meaning like meaningful leagues and like every like meaning towards the, towards the team and the organization. That's like one of the biggest things I've taken away when I did go to Carver arena, that one game uh, in 2019, I believe, but, uh, uh, I'm for sure gonna come down a little in a, in a few months for sure. Yeah, yeah, you got to get back down. No, no, you're exactly right, and it's it's cool because our our beat writer, the guy that that covers our team, he's been a journalist here. Peoria's been playing for 40 years. I think he's been here for like 35 or 36. Wow. So he's been here since like day one, right? And when he writes articles, sometimes um, he talks about maybe like records or things that have happened in the team. And he, you know, you get compared to guys that played in Shoria when it might have been in the ESL or the ISL. And so, like, he starts to kind of read your name. Like, there was one thing he said when he compared all the goalies that have played here. And it's like, he throws out names like Ben Bishop and Rick Hines and Jake Allen. And then my name is in there. It's like, man, that's so cool that you can be associated with these guys that have gone on to have unbelievable careers. Yeah. And it's only when you kind of realize, like, yeah, you're – you're playing for a team that has a lot of culture, a lot of history, and that's just a really cool thing. And it's something that's that's, that's unique and rare in hockey. So, um, yeah, it's a cool rink, and, and they do a good job of like kind of bringing that history to life and, and keeping that going. So, I really appreciate that about them. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what do you guys do, like, as a team, like outside of the rink? Like, you want to, of course, like go to go to work when you go to the rink. But like, what do you guys do for? fun when you guys go like outside the rink and just hang out and like build that culture yeah so this is a little bit different um the past seven or eight years here we've always had the same um apartment complex 
where guys will live in the same complex. There might be a couple of rooms down, you know, it's in the same area. Yeah. Uh, Cause we've always had those apartments for us. And since we didn't play last year, those apartments were not available and uh, renting the story was crazy. Right. So we didn't even know that we were actually going to play as an organization for like a few months before the season. Right. So they were kind of scrambling to like just get enough houses together. Yeah. This is the first year where guys are really spread out. We have some guys, that live 20 minutes this way and some guys that live 30 minutes this way um i'm right in town like we're kind of all over the place so it's a little bit different this year in that you don't just all go back to the same location and just hey i want to walk over and you know usually it's like hey come over for dinner watch a hockey game and everyone can just kind of hang out um a couple of the guys i think it's like seven or eight guys that game pretty hard so those guys they game together they're back home uh they're gaming together most of the day i don't personally play video games so i'm not part of that club but we have done a couple cool things um our coach knows one of these big shot business guys in town and he's got a cabin that's i'd say about 45 minutes away and he's got a bunch of like avs he's got a bunch of fishing gear and he let us come over we spent uh, we spent the whole day, stayed over the night, and kind of had like our first team, like organizational kind of bonding uh, night. That was pretty cool. We played a couple card games, and then we got to rip around in these ATVs. We got like, I would say, 60 acres of land. Uh, so that was pretty fun. Guys were just buzzing around in these ATVs. Uh, it, was, it was such a great time. Uh, we, we got a bunch of our fine money. Our coach threw a bunch of money. We got, you know, a bunch of food, a bunch of drinks. And it was actually, it was the day after Thanksgiving, I think, we played. Yeah, we played Thanksgiving, then we played the day after, so it was like the Saturday or Sunday. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then we have been doing every other Tuesday, we'll go to one of the guys' apartments, one of the houses, we'll either all cook or we'll get catered food um, and just kind of get together because it's, it's tough when guys live so far apart to always be yeah. you know, together after. So we're trying to get, you know, once or twice a week, just do something away from the rink, which is super important because you want to build those relationships and, it's still pro hockey. We still have a ton of guys moving. You know, <laughs> we had two guys get traded today. We had new guys coming in. I mean, you know, every week there's a couple new pieces. So you always want to try to include those guys. But yeah, it's been pretty good. So um, yeah, it's been different without the apartments, but we're making a, we're definitely making a do. Yeah, you just got to adapt to the situation that gets thrown your way. Because last year you weren't playing hockey at all. Like you'll, you'll take that anytime, anytime yeah. you can, just to adapt and do whatever you can to play the game. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, it's definitely one of those things that said you appreciate it far more after you don't have it. And you at least see the other side. Not that not playing wasn't fun because I did a lot of cool things, but it's just so um, it's just like I appreciate being at the rink. Like I'm not in a rush to leave after. I like I want to be there early. Like I just like spending time at the rink in the locker room because I know eventually it's going to end. And like when it does, you're just never going to be assimilated into that type of culture again. And it's just such a special thing to be part of a team that has, you know, again, such great guys, such great coaches. We've been treated so well. We have, you know, we have an awesome facility. So it's just, it's just fun to be there. So I, I've been really trying to make the most of it and spend way too much time in the locker room than I should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like just building that culture, like you, you got to do stuff like outside the, outside the ring. Cause that's how you like build those relate those friendships, relationships, like with your teammates and like you guys all like come together and come together as one at the perfect time. And then like, even from the start, like you, if you guys are all together, like that makes everything like going to the rink a lot more easier. Cause you're, you're buddies with every single one of your teammates. And you just, you, 
living the the pro hockey lifestyle and like enjoying going to the rink like that's what makes like a team and like that's what makes or breaks a team because if you don't have good chemistry with the team like that's when I think a lot you see a lot of teams like that's when everything goes downhill yeah and like it was even cool when we had our our team uh Thanksgiving at this cabin um we all sat around and we all kind of talked about like what would like I think one of the questions our coach asked is like what like what would you do if you had all the money in the world and you know you had unlimited resources like, like what would you do outside of hockey and it's cool because you kind of you know, like, you know your teammates, but then you kind of hear them say something, and a few answers, like, surprise you. Oh, I didn't know, like, that was what you are interested in. And so the more you get to learn about the guys, the more you get to know them, you start to develop connections, you start to develop relationships outside of hockey, and then those things, they honestly, they strengthen your, you know, your trust in one another on the ice. Hockey is such a fast-moving game, and you got to trust that, that the guy you're playing with is going to not only do his job, but is going to kind of have your back to pick you up or, or to be there and say, hey, you know what, if, if, if you're down, I'm going to pick you up because I know there's games that I might be down and, I need, you know, and I'm relying on you to pick us up. And it's been cool because we've had a couple, like, late goals, like, late game-winning goals from some different guys this year. And some really young guys have stepped up. I mean, there's one kid on our team, I think he's 22, he's a French guy, uh, Matthew Cloutier. I think he might have he scored four goals. I think three of them were in the last, like, five minutes of the oh, first wow. year to either tie or win the game. And it's just like, it's just cool to see different guys stepping up and, and kind of different guys growing into their own. And, and so, yeah, the culture is everything. Um, and we got an awesome group and our coach is a good, he's a good judge of character. So he brings in good people because he says good people, like they make great rhythm. And, you know, like he wants the person more than he wants the hockey player. Yeah. And uh, anyone that comes in that, that doesn't really fit into our locker, doesn't fit into the kind of the group dynamic. I, it doesn't matter how good they are. I've seen him do them for five years. They're out so fast. Right? He he can work and he can teach anyone about the about the hockey specific stuff. He can't teach you how to be a good person, how to be a good teammate. And uh, this year, I can honestly say there's like, there's not one guy in our locker room that I don't like as a person. And so you know you have a good chance of winning when that's the case. Yeah, and that that's huge. That you like everyone in the room, and there's no like all that bad bad chemistry or anything or bad reputations and. Like who doesn't love hanging with the boys and just making make some good memories with the boys? Yeah, and like you said too, like the season is like you know it's not always going to go your way, right? Things yeah, you face a lot of adversity as a team, and you know in hockey, and like it's easy when everything's going well for everyone to get along or, or for the yeah. vibes to be good. But you know the real character, the real team toughness comes out when things aren't going well. Um, and then you start to see if you turn on each other or if you guys are, hey, we're in this together, we're going to find a way to get out of it. And uh, come playoff time, you know, I was lucky enough to be part of the championship team in Newfoundland, and they were all, we were all so close. We were all so, so invested in that team dynamic, and we had no one that wasn't pulling on the same rope, you know, and, and like that was a big reason why, because there was definitely adversity we faced in, those, in the playoffs, but the strength we had because of our relationship with one another was a big factor of why we ended up winning. So it definitely matters. And our coach, um, he really understands that, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I love, I love that. And it's just like, you just see everything develop and then you're like, well, by the end of the season, like you're mid, mid season, wherever you're at, like, you're like, wow, like it's came from where it was at the start to where it's at now. Like, and you could tell like the differences that, Every, everyone's made since and like the progress you guys have made ever since that time. 
Yeah, and like, you know, comparing to the team I was on in 2019 when, you know, we get shut down by COVID, I think we might have had like four or five losses all year. Like we were just, yeah. we were we were so good that it's almost like, it's almost a little scary when you don't have that adversity because you're like, what's going to happen when we lose a game in playoffs? Yeah. Like it's just so weird, right? Not that you're ever going to a game wanting to lose, but it's good when a team has, has has things that happen that, that really test like your fortitude that test how you handle situations and we've had plenty so far and it's been awesome to see how we've responded. There was a stretch we played a couple of weeks ago. I think we were down I think it was five straight games. We were down by two or more goals in the third period and came back to either tie or win every single game. And since then we've I think won five straight games. And it's just like, yeah, that's pretty cool that we went into every single game down by two or three goals and found ways because we were not scoring a ton during this time. So for us to score two goals in a game was was not really all that common, let alone two in the third period. But, you know, it was in that tough situation that we started to figure out. And then that just kick-started and snowballed our team. Now we're scoring four or five goals a game. So, you know, those are like, you learn a lot of lessons in yeah. failure or in, or in those tough times and, and it's good to go through those you got to learn i say the hockey team there's a lot of different ways to win games if you don't win every game for nothing and if you can figure out how to win differently you're going to be more prepared in playoffs because playoffs you just never know like you never know what's yeah. going to happen and especially in the xp where it's the best of three i mean you got to be able to be ready to play with a lead after one you got to be ready to play down a goal or two after one um, you got to be able to play after a loss, after a win. You just have to know how to grind it out. You got to know how to win a 5 6 game or win a 2 1 game, right? And those are both very different styles of hockey that you have to play. So it's, it's good to go through those reps and to kind of get that practice early on. Yeah, for sure. And just like in playoffs, like you have one bad game, like that could, t- that could cost you the series because it's best of three. Like you never know what's going to happen. And like you usually see the underdogs, the underdogs go out and like, put on two, three great games, and then they end up winning the series and move on to the next to the next uh, round. Yeah, and, you know, like all playoffs, it, it's special teams and it's goaltending. <laughs> like it, yeah. uh, you know, you got to have your goalie playing well. Your special teams has got to be going. And, you know, you got to be – you have to have a lot of depth, too. I think that's, that's one thing our team has. So what we're starting to figure out is, like, if you just have one or two guys that can score – teams are going to isolate and know how to shut that down. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can do if you only have to worry about two guys. But it's when you have the depth that becomes really tough because you can't match three straight lines, right? And so we're starting to yeah. figure out that to be effective are, you know, because in the XP you play three, sometimes four lines, but you got to figure out that each line has to bring something to the table that helps the team momentum in the game. It doesn't have to score, but you have to help the momentum of the game. Yeah. Our coach is really good. He's been putting together different combinations and kind of figuring out what guys play, not only what position well, but, but who do they play this well. Um, and, and, and that's why the season has been so good because we've been able to kind of experiment and try out some different stuff. And it's, it's cool to see it come together. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like our chances. It's, it's going to be a fun year. And so we're just getting into the heart of our schedule. We start to play all of our three and threes now. Um, like I said, we're five games behind a lot of teams. So like we have a lot of games to make up. So the next, uh, for the next three months, are going to be busy for us. And, you know, it's kind of tell where we're going to finish out here pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to peak at the right time and just go in with uh, with the mindset that you guys are going to battle and compete, win some games, and just face that adversity head on and just take take over whatever adversity comes at you. 
absolutely man absolutely yeah so you talk about like you're one of the first guys at the rink and one of the last guys to leave so like what what do you do when you get to the when you get to the rink from like when you get there and you're the only or one of the only guys there to when you leave yeah it's, uh, it's cool our our, our our athletic trainers are really awesome guy this year uh he's a new guy to our team and he's always obviously the first and the trainer's always there three hours early because they get everything set up so usually uh i talk to the athletic trainer for 10 15 minutes just he's just a beauty and he's fun to talk with um our coach is always there early so you guys just, you know go and shoot the shit with him you know yeah. he's, he's been pretty good about like he, he communicates with me really well and, and he definitely keeps me like informed about kind of how he thinks the team is kind of where we're at and he's, he's good about bouncing ideas and feedback off of players like he's not like not one of those coaches is just like hey this is my way and this is the only way we're going to do it yeah. he definitely wants the input of us and you know as an older guy like he definitely values my opinion which is really cool um so him and i usually kind of chat just about how the games are going and then you know guys start rolling in you kind of start start talking with the kind of talking with the guys and then i'm usually just shooting the shit with most guys we have a little bit of a coffee club going so we're usually four or five guys we have a little french press make some coffee um, you know, by the time that's all done, it's nice. We have a hot tub. So a lot of guys kind of go in the hot tub. They, they get the morning going. And then, uh, for me, it's about, I'd say about 30 to 45 minutes of, all right, now I'm actually warming my body up because I still have yeah. 33 and like the muscles don't get activated as, as quickly as they used to. So for about 30 to 45 minutes, I'm kind of distracted rolling out. Uh, we do have a ping pong table. So, um, a little ping pong I, tournament. Uh, I'm unarguably the best guy in the team to ping pong. So anyone that wants to play, uh, I, I usually give them the best in the ping pong. So that's usually pretty fun to get into. You know, we have a nice big screen, you know, flat screen TV in our, in our training room. So sports center is always on. You kind of go in there, catch up. It's fun, man. I've noticed too, like when, when the team sees like, cause they, you know, three of the four of our like older guys, we're usually the first ones there. So we try to like set that, tone and that example that like hey if you're supposed to be here at you know nine o'clock for a 10 o'clock practice it means you should probably show up a little bit earlier than that you know yeah. like you try to just get the guys like hey it's just this is fun to be at and like getting up a little bit earlier and being there and being getting just to hang out and literally talk about absolutely nothing those are the things that you will remember more when you're done yeah. because it's it's always like you always miss the guys more than you miss playing you know you miss being yeah. part of the of those of those team dynamics and building different relationships so like you just kind of say hey, it's, just, it's just fun to be around and like we have such a group couple group of characters that like there's there's no shortage for kind of loss of words and, and for funny stories flying around we got some pretty we have some pretty bold characters on our team so it's, it's just fun to sometimes even just sit there and listen to other guys talk because i yeah. i kind of laugh more at, at some of the other stuff that's being said necessarily than me yeah. um, <laughs> and being there first i get to i get to throw my phone on the aux cord so i'm using the you see the morning DJ because um, I'm the only guy that has a Spotify premium account, so I don't have to worry about commercials. So yeah, <laughs> we just got to have this. It's also pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you playing uh, when you're when you're DJ? What you what you bump what you bumping? I try to I try to mix it up because you know it's like one of those things where like you can never please everyone. You know, everyone's got their own. Oh, this sucks. So this is yeah. great. All right, so it's a rotation between country, um, a little bit of soft rock in the morning. You get once everyone's like actually like getting dressed for those like 20 minutes where like guys are are in their stalls you try to play a little bit more pump up music you, you want something that's got a little bit more life to yeah. it, but 
Um, I do try to play a lot of like, I'm a big like Young the Giant, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's very mellow, kind of chill out, a little bit rock. So I tried to get some guys into that. Um, but definitely country comes up quite a bit because Captain loves country. Um, you know, and then what's cool about Spotify is like, you'll play one band and then you can just go to like the song radio. So kind of a good song comes on. Yeah. I also like listening to like new music, stuff that I don't necessarily have. So I'll just find the Spotify playlist and I'll just kind of let that go until I hear a bunch, like more than five guys give me the look of like, what the hell is this? I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go change it. But usually if it's one good song, you find a good song radio and then the station is pretty money from there. So uh, it's a bit of a variety, but, uh, but it's fun to mix it up for too. Yeah, for sure. Your captain has some some good taste, country, that that'll be uh if I ever if I DJ, that's one of the things that I'm putting on as well as like pump up music, of course, because you gotta yeah. pump yourself up before you go to practice. Your got your got a game. Oh yeah, he's either like country or he's like the hardcore rap, like hardcore. <laughs> so it's like he's on such opposite end of the spectrum that I don't even know sometimes what he wants to do because he's either one or the other, one of the extremes, but. You know, it's fun. Like, every time we play a Sunday game, which is our usually it's our 3 o'clock afternoon game, it's always it's always country Sunday. So we always play country before the games, after the games. And then, you know, most game days, it's a lot of, like, you know, pump-up stuff. It just kind of yeah. gets the blood flowing and stuff. So, yeah, it's fun. It's, it, it's fun to have that variety, right? And it's such a long season. That, like, you got to mix it up. And, yeah, you got to do whatever you can to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And going to ping pong uh, for, for school, for our like, we have like a cross country tournament. And throughout my four years, like I may have lost like four times out of like the 100 <laughs> we've played. So I I would like to consider myself the best at my school. So we, nice, we could uh, we could definitely play uh, play some ping pong sometime during yeah, the goalies uh, are usually pretty the good. off seasons. Uh, yeah. It's funny because the other goalie that was here, Barry, he was probably in the top three i could go as myself hags our captain is really good um and then barry was really good and even when i played with burger he was unbelievable at ping pong so a lot of goalies i played with are pretty nasty so yeah, you got, got that hand eye i know hand eye and reaction yeah the goalies are pretty solid so <laughs> yeah absolutely so before we move on to like what you did like in the summer and like when you weren't playing like what's the secret sauce to being uh 33 year old goal, professional goaltender and still having the success that you that you have you take care of the hits man i tell us the goalies if you don't take care of your hips you're never going to be a goalie that plays past 26 um you know that's that, that that's first and foremost uh i've always done a good job of like doing hip band stuff doing strengthening you know obviously i do a lot of flexibility like a lot of yoga a lot of mobility stuff but like just in general like whatever you do there's a there's a ton of different ways to go about it. And, and, and every physical body is different, but like for goalies with how much stress you put on your hips, you have to have strong hips. You got to take care of your body. Like that is goes without saying, but other than that, um, you know, you have to, like, it doesn't matter where you're playing. You have to honestly, you have to love what you're doing because if you don't and you're not passionate about it, it's going to show and you're just not going to, you're not going to have that like that desire to want to go to the rink at 32 years old when you have all of your other buddies are like, buying houses, you know, a lot of my friends have kids and, you know, they're, they're, they're starting their, uh, you know, their adult life. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, just for right now, it's, 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 it's the most fun thing to do. And it's something that I've worked my entire life at. And I'm so thankful that I can still have the ability to play. Someone still wants me to play for them. 
And it's something that I, I, I love so much to compete and I love so much to work at my craft that like, while I still have that passion and enjoyment and my body is still physically able, um, you know, those two things together are kind of what keeps us playing at, at an old age. Because if, if one goes, if the body goes or if the passion and the desire go, you're not going to have much in the tank, you know? And yeah, there's days that are grind for goalies, like practice sometimes sucks. Like you just get yeah. peppered with shots. But what I have, found help is that you have to learn to appreciate that 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 gives you a relative perspective on the good you know when you have a tough day or you have a practice you might not feel great or it's just a battle and like why am i doing this it's those moments that you can relatively compare to the great moments that make those great moments memorable that make them something worth wanting to stick and, and, and want to you know kind of still play with so you have to appreciate that there's good and bad during the season and that if the good outweighs the bad, uh, you're still ready to go. Um, you can't really get too caught up. And then honestly, as you get older, you just start to realize like you have way less stress about it. And you're just like, I'm just going to have to play. Like, I was so caught up in like, oh, I want to get to the next level. Or I want to have my numbers do this. Or I want to play this. And those things, although they are, you know, they're like a worthy thing to be thinking about. And like, it makes sense why that's what you want to be spending your attention and your focus on. At the end of the day, it causes you a lot of unnecessary stress. And yeah. as an older person, whether it's in life and hockey, you realize that, that a lot of stress you, that you have is, is, is internalized. It's, 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 it's self-inflicted. So when you learn to get rid of some of that and, and kind of say, what does matter? What should my focus be on? you're going to be happier and you're going to be way more dialed into where am I, what am I doing and how can I put my best effort into this? And then whatever happens, don't worry about the result. Don't, don't get so hung up and don't like carry on to the things that might not be going great. Cause if you carry on that stress and, and you keep it with you, it adds up. And as a goalie, you have to learn how to have a quick memory. So, you know, you just try to take it day by day. You try to enjoy it and you try to say, my job is simple. I stop the puck. Like I don't have to worry about too much else. And if you don't get caught up in those things, um, you find that that the game is a lot more enjoyable that way. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that answer. And like just like like recently, I started like an actual like hip strengthening like circuit. Like I would just do whatever like whatever I felt good, and then like I'd still be like sore in the hips and everything after like practices and skates and all that. But like I start, started following this from from a buddy who played in the in Binghamton in the, in the federal hockey league, um, Joe Shepard. Thank you for this. Uh, like it was a hip circuit. And like, ever since that, like my hips feel like they're opening up even more. And like it, like I'm not sore after practice or any after skates after that. And it's just like it taking care of the body is the most important thing as a goaltender. Cause like your hips are not supposed to do what they do in the butterfly or anything like in the RVH or anything like you just got to take care of those hips and groins. Yeah. I mean, I could, we could do a whole nother podcast on, on the anatomy of a goalie. And, and it's actually yeah. something that I have been working to incorporate into my goalie school about a little bit more of a targeted program to not only kind of, give like okay this is what you should be doing but it's just more educating goalies that like hey it's just like you said the the positions that we put our body in are not natural and the speed at which we do them at yeah increases the amount of load and tension that, we, that we're putting on our muscles and our joints so when you add speed and you're 
slamming with all of your body weight into a half butterfly. You're just slamming into the post. Those positions that you're in on their own are, are tough on the body. But the fact that you're going in with so much force and so much pressure means that you have to do a lot of countering to that. So like, you know, our hips are an internal rotation, the butterfly. So you have to do the opposite. You have to work the external rotation yeah. muscles so that you have the balance so that when you go down, you're not over or, or, or underdeveloped any muscles. And as a goalie, you know, we're overusing our glute muscles because we're in the squatted low position and our legs are off to the side. So our, our glute medius, our glute maximus is just overworking. Our groins are so overdeveloped because all of our tension in our butterfly and our splits and our stance our, our, our adductor muscles, those inside groin muscles, they're holding you up and they're providing that body weight stability. You, you know, it's not to mention that you're balancing on a, on a thin blade. So yeah. all of your body weight is then compressed onto this blade, you know, but then you have your hamstring muscles are, are severely shortened because you're mostly in this, in this squatted position, right? You're in yeah. hip flexion, you're in knee flexion. Your hamstring muscle is shortened. It's, it's, it's contracting most of the time. You have to do a lot of like hamstring lengthening, and you know one thing I've learned from just all these things are from like personal experience. Like, oh yeah, I felt this, but like your hips are are, are tilted because they're it's an it's called anterior pelvic tilt. Yeah, you stick your butt out, and then all of your pressure goes from your low back onto your tailbone, and then so many goalies have low back pain because that muscle is just being and compressed that all of your load and tension is on is on your lower back and you have to stick your butt out because to be in that squat you have to put your pelvis in, in anterior tilt so it was cool doing the yoga training because i got a lot of like anatomy um we had like a lot of anatomy work and you start to see okay when you take away the skin and you just look at the muscles and the bones you can see where you have over it and, and underdeveloped muscles and like why goalies usually have the same set of injuries is because we're doing yeah. the same things over and over and over. So you try to teach these, you know, part of what I do is you try to teach these kids from like age probably 12 and up. Yeah, you're not going to, uh, you don't have any pain now. There's, there's nothing that's sore in you now, but by the time you have pain, it's too late, you know, and you yeah. try to teach them that you got to maintain, you got to do a lot of balancing. Like, so for me, one thing I've done this year way more than I've ever done is I've been doing a practice of yin yoga because yin is where you hold a, a stretch for four, five, six minutes, right? Because most of the time as a goalie, your your muscles are turned on and they're, yeah. and they're so ready to fire and they've got to move fast and quick and hard and you've got so much pressure that if you are in that state, if your muscles are in that state of being all the time, this is way too tight, way too active and you have to do the balancing. So you have to find a position where you can put pressure and tension on those same muscles and you can hold the pose, you can hold the stretch for a long enough time to activate the stretch reflex, which allows your muscles to lengthen, which allows that tension that you're constantly put on to kind of soften a little bit. And that's been really helpful for my body um, because again, it's about balance. So as a goalie, you can just figure out what do you do too much of and then you got to work on the opposite. And if you can be a more balanced body your goalie body will thank you because it's, it's a very unnatural position um but you know i at 33 like i feel i feel physically better than i i did at 23 um so you know age is on a, it's just a number but there's no denying the fact that as, as you get older especially your knee joint your hip joint 
of cartilage. And when that cushion starts to be abused over and over and over, it starts to wear down and your body doesn't make new cartilage. It, it can't make new things in your body that, that, that are, are built to like deteriorate. Everything in your yeah. body is built to last so long. And what goalie does is it expedites that process of wear and tear. So there's undeniable damage you know that you're going to do but you're trying to mitigate that and you're trying to prolong your career as long as you want to be able to play because goalies put this enormous amount of stress on your body it's physically I, I think goalies are so unique and, and we have i don't know if people appreciate how hard it is to be a goalie until they actually go on themselves and they go into yeah. one butterfly and they're like okay i can't even get up and you're like yeah you think it's easy and this mm-hmm. you make it look it's easy. not but it's because we've trained our bodies to do incredible things. Um, you have to be flexible, strong, and you have to be extremely mobile. And you have to be so fast at changing positions, right? You have to be, your hips can be in internal rotation sticking out. And then you have to slam it into external rotation before getting up, before putting pressure on your on your groin muscles, before going into the post, before standing back up. It's like your body's going through one extreme to the next. And, you know, we don't really get to sit down. It's like, we're always active. We're always working. Um, and then to be able to do that and then fly into the split and then get right back up. It's like, cool. People that go into the split sometimes, it would take them literally five minutes to get out of that position. And we're yeah. going into it and we're going right away to the next stage. Um, so your body as a goalie are, it's incredible to see. What always blows my mind is that there'll be some goalies that you, that you look at and you're like, wait, you were the person that was ripping into those splits and can skate so good and can keep us and set and butterfly. And then you ask them to touch their toes and they can't do it. But you ask them, you're like, you don't look like an athlete at all. So it just goes to show it's a very specialized position. Um, but yeah, taking care of the body is for me, like it's numero uno. And if I wasn't so hardcore into it, there's no way I'd be playing because, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's impossible. So take care of your body and your head. Yeah, like like we said, the objective of the position is simple, but when you put everything else together, it makes it the hardest position probably in all sports. Yeah, and like I love um I love that 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 there's that paradoxical element to the game because to me it's intriguing that 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 it's a position that's so simple, yet it inquires so much of you and and it and it and it, and it really takes a lot of component pieces to be put together at the same time to do our job effectively to make it look easy. Like you can come to my game and my goal is to not have any save. You're like, Oh my God, that was absolutely incredible. It's like, I want you to be like, that was such a boring, easy game. It's like, yeah, that's the best. And you can make such a hard task and skill look easy and the puck can just hit you and you can just make it very, very stress-free. Um, I enjoy that way more than I do making any flashy unbelievable save, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like you just want to keep it simple, make this simple saves. And then when you get in like those desperation saves, you're like, yeah, I was out of position there. I was like overthinking or overcommitted to something. And then like you had to make that save to keep the puck out of the net. Right. And, and like sometimes it's like, you know, it's unavoidable. It, it, it hits yeah. off the skate or like it's just, you know, touch, touch, pass. But, but for the most part, I, I should try to make 95% of my saves just, just look so routine and so simple. And to do that, it takes a, an incredible amount of skill and precision and not only physical, but like mental, you know, collaboration between the parts of my body that have to work and have to process the game and have to think about what's happening 
So where do I need to put myself in relation to this puck and to this play and to this developing rush? You're like, okay, by the time the shot comes, now I'm like here and hitting the chest, right? And yeah. um, it's, just, yeah, it's just such a endlessly like, complex, because there's so many different ways to make saves. There's so many different ways you have to like navigate through the crease into your movement. And there's an unlimited number of save selections that you can do, right? Not every goalie makes the same, like a, the same puck can be shot at the same spot of the net, but two goalies play completely different. And like yeah. it's fascinating that there's that much kind of variability. It's like playing chess, right? There's the same pieces on both sides, but but the but the number of options that you have totally change based on what's happened before, what happens next. And um, you know, I'm not gonna see anything. Like I'm gonna play a game Friday. There's nothing I'm gonna see that's different than I've seen before. Yeah. Yet the game itself is gonna feel like it's it's its own unique thing, and I, I have to then find my flow into that changing environment. To how do I still want to produce the same result, which is a simple basic chest save or a pad save? So the save itself doesn't change from game to game, but the way you have to do it and and, and how you have to think about it and execute is completely different. And so like. To me, at 33, like it, the game is still hard. You know, like, there's nothing easy about it, and and that's why it's interesting to me because there's no there's no cheat code where okay, I I figured it out and now the work is done and now the game is easy. Yeah. The game's hard. It, it's kind of like golf. Like it's never easy. It's yeah. totally hard. Even though you just gotta hit the you know you gotta hit the ball 200 yards, like it's endlessly hard and complex. So, um, so I find it very fascinating in that way, and goalie specifically. Yeah, and like while we're talking about like take care of the body, like I put you could put meditation in that in that realm too, because like you're taking care of the body while you're meditating. So like, what what is like meditating for those that don't know, and like the actual like practice of it that like really helps like the mental side of the of the game, like the physical side, and like how it makes you feel. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was so fortunate. Um, this past year to have found uh, the studio in Hoffman Estates called Grounded Wellness Center. It's a yoga studio that opens. And the owner of that studio um, is a, has become my meditation teacher. And he's extremely well-trained and well-experienced in the practice of meditation and yoga and a lot of other things. But yeah. he, uh, he runs a Monday night meditation class every week. And I was going to it for, you know, almost two years. And, the most boiled down simplest form of what it is 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 it's narrowing down the focus you're meditating and you're sitting down and your eyes are closed and you're breathing all you're trying to do is narrow down your focus say what's here what's right now it's my breath i inhale i exhale and again it's like it sounds so simple right and you can do it and then you'll be sitting down and you'll notice that the last three minutes have gone by and your mind has taken you on this train of thought where all of a sudden you're thinking about either something that happened two months ago or some upcoming event in your life that, that requires your attention. Because all day, your mind is focused on, I got to do this. I got to take care of this. This is happening. This person called me. I had this relationship to keep. I had this responsibility. I had this thing I had to do. Or oh, I looked at my phone. I had the social media influx. There's a million things that, that, that are fighting for your attention and your brain is constantly overloaded. So meditation is really effective in the fact that it allows you to get rid of all of the distractions and getting you back to a state where you're focused on what's in front of you happening in the moment right now. 
because all that there is is there's the moment. There's things that 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 are happening in the moment, and those are are things that your mind latches onto, and your ego says, "I want this," or this is, you know, whether it's uh, a basic biological urge, I'm I'm hungry, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm cold, or you know, whatever it is, or if it's like a mental desire, oh, I want this thing because I want to increase my status. I want to make money. I want to do this. I want to have this appearance, right? And there's all these different ways that your mind and, and your kind of makeup are like telling you that you have to do these things and that these things are important. And yes, they are important, but when you boil it all down, our truest nature is to be in the moment. So you're trying to use this practice of meditation to have more experiences of what's important right now. And a lot of times it's your breath, right? That's the anchor of, of most meditation practices is your breath. So it's cool and that you have the ability, no matter where you are, any time of the day, no matter if you're homeless, if you're living in a mansion, if, if you can just sit down, close your eyes, you can get rid of any distraction, any thought that might be in the future or in the past and say, how do I narrow down my focus to right here, right now? And then in doing that over and over and over, you start to realize how much of a um, like how much of a structure that builds into your daily life, where that you start to handle situations that in the past might have made you super stressful. Something happens, right? And it's like, okay, that thing happens. You can't change what happened, but you can change yeah. how you react to it. And most people they lose their minds when something happens that goes against their beliefs, or it's not even their beliefs, but it just it it makes them either energetically charged in a good way or a bad way rather really really excited about it or they really really hate it you know what like whatever it is it, it can be anything and people then become really imbalanced with too much of this too much of that and so meditation really balances you out and as a hockey player the goal is specifically like the ice produces so much of of a distraction there's there's plays there's this there's the speed of the shot there's guys in front of you there's it's everything's happening and it's how calm can you remain and how much awareness can you bring in the moment okay this guy's coming down it's a two-on-one i can either panic and think oh my god it's it's a two to you know it's a two-to-one game in the third period i better not let up this goal like this is so important to me because i really want to i want to win this game because i want to impress whoever's in the stands or i want to you know get the scholarship or like whatever it is yeah. So your mind can take you into that place and then you're not in the moment and you're not actually focused on, okay, what do I have to do to make this save in this two-on-one situation? So it brings more of a presence of a presence that in this play, what's important? And, and as simple as it sounds, most people don't have that ability or they don't do it every single shot. They may do it a couple of times, but then their mind starts to take them, oh, I gave up this pretty bad goal you know, in the first period and now I'm still thinking about it. So when the shot comes, yeah, I want to make a save, but I'm not like 100% committed to being in that moment to make that save. I'm still living in the past, or I'm still thinking about what the future is going to hold for me. And, you know, as a goalie, that it's, it's crazy how many opportunities there are for those distractions. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the meditation practice has been infinitely helpful to me. And as my teacher, Rick, you know, he, he always says, it's about narrowing down the focus and it's about getting back to your truest most inner self and you want to lose the sense of your ego which is a sense of i'm separate i'm 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 unique from this person or that thing because at the end of the day i'm no different than anyone else right i'm 
I'm, I'm doing my thing and you're doing your thing, but we're the exact same person. We have that same soul. And so it's cool when you can get rid of the mask of my ego and, Oh, I feel important because I have these clothes and I have these accomplishments and I have this and that. And those things don't ultimately matter. They feed the mind. They feed that, that sense of, I want to be accomplished. I want to have the status of life. Um, but those things take you away from the moment. And so meditation really brings you into that place. And, and it's cool because it helps, it helps, it's helped me in my daily life and just not being so caught up in what happens, but more, okay, this happened and I can recognize that that's a thing, but ultimately how am I going to react to it? And that's been way less uh, stressful for me. And it's helped me on a hockey side to just, like I told you before, I can make the greatest save I've ever made in the game. And like, I've made some unbelievable saves this year. And I give the puck to the ref and I get ready for the faceoff, right? Or I've given up a terrible goal. And it's like, okay, instead of slamming my stick and thinking that the world's going to end because this one goal, I just I give the puck to the ref and I go to the next faceoff. Like, I've learned to be a lot more tranquil in that mindset. And that, as a goalie, has helped me so much because it's consistency. I want to be consistent every single game. Yeah. And, and even in my pregame routine, you know, I do my thing, I get my body going, but I always spend 10 minutes sitting down with my eyes closed and just taking a few deep breaths because if i can take a few deep breaths and stay calm there why can't i do that in the midst of a very intense game when it's the third period you know and it's loud and there's there's a ton happening there's a lot on the line right the games are important like i want to win so you're putting yourself in that stressful situation you're saying how how much awareness how much presence of mind can i bring to this situation and ultimately by doing that my game has improved without me trying to do anything for my game. Like I'm not meditating to be a better hockey player, but that's a byproduct of what happens. So it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool to kind of see and, and need to be a part of. Yeah. It's really like bringing you into like the focus and the present, present mindset, not only on the ice, but like in life in general, like how you handle different situations that you're a lot more calmer and a lot, like you see a lot, you, see through it a lot better and than you would if you weren't like meditating and had that like main focus or clarity to make sure that you're staying in the moment and in like where you want to be yeah 100 and like it's it's um it's useful for anybody you know there's a saying that says if you have time you can meditate for 10 minutes a day and if you don't have time you can meditate for 20 minutes a day you know it's like that's, that's a good one yeah, it's like it's it, it, it's one of those things where you can never you can't really describe to someone how it feels, or you can't even just tell them to do it. It's just it's 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 a it's a practice of experience. It's experiential. You have to do it to appreciate and to see what uh, what goes on. So um, I, I would just encourage everyone like. The other thing that my teacher said that, that that's pretty cool about it is she goes, you can go work out, right? And your muscles are going to get bigger, stronger, whatever. Yeah. And then you can take 10 days off and your muscles might go back to their state of what they were. And then you got to rework out again, right? So the work that you do, it, it affects you for the short term and then you go back to where you're at. Well, in a meditation practice or any practice of mindfulness, it's, it's very cumulative. So you meditate for five minutes for two straight days, and then you go a month without it. And then you pick it back up. You're not starting from zero. You're starting from where you picked off a month ago. Like, it's really cool in that 
It doesn't need to be every single day. And the work that you do now, it stays with you. So the next time that you do it, it's kind of, it, it builds in your system. It builds in your mind and your psyche and your physiological just state of being. So, you know, it's not something that like, oh, I'm going to do it once and I'm going to feel amazing. But it's also not something that you have to do religiously every single day. You can do it a couple times a week. And if you're busy or whatever, don't do it and then come back to it. And like, it always will, it will always serve you well and it will always build off each other. So start with five minutes. You sit down, you, I, I, I put some music on, you know, you put on very soft background music, you close your eyes, you make it comfortable in the room, you kind of, you dim the lights, do it for five minutes, and then you do that for a couple of weeks, and then before you know it, you're like, oh, I'm going to do 20 minutes now, and it's like you just keep building and building, because you realize that it's just a very sacred space to be in, and you enjoy being in that frame of mind a lot, because you realize, this helps me, I might not know why, you don't even know exactly what's going on, but you start to realize, wow, this is this is making me a lot more aware of everything that happens after. And you like being more aware because you're more in the moment. You're making better decisions. You're, you're thinking more clearly. So for me, it's like, why wouldn't I do that as a goalie? Why why wouldn't I want to be more aware of my surroundings and, and have a more calm demeanor about my disposition, about my thinking, about my focus? And it also helps, like, like it helps your heart rate, right? When you breathe. Yeah slowly and fully. I talked about that earlier. Like it keeps your heart rate more regulated. So whether you have any you know psychological effects at all, physiologically it will help you be better as an athlete because your heart rate is more regulated and you can breathe better and easier. And that's what you know your breathing gets so choppy because you're working so hard cardiovascularly on the ice that if it helps for that reason alone, it's good enough to do, you know, in my opinion, but it has far better and, and reaches far beyond that. So it's interesting and I encourage people to try it and then try it again. And then it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, what do I do? I just sit there and I breathe. And, it's like, and then what? Like, that's it. There's no, there's no like more complicated version of it. You just sit there and you breathe and you do it every day. And then it's pretty amazing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. And like, it's a good thing because it doesn't like reset. It's like, you just start where you would left off and like, it doesn't like, you don't have to like, go back to that state where you your muscles are back to where they were but 10 days ago like you said and like it just continues that progress and like it you just keep getting better and better every time you do it yeah and it's like every day you know stress happens there's there's, there's things every day that like are caused to be more mindful yeah. right it's like we live in yeah. such a crazy crazy society that's that's very um hyper focused on fast quick results and there's a lot of things that want to pull your attention in a million different ways and that's just a very um, unnatural state for your brain to be in in terms of when you look back in society people didn't live like that they, you know they didn't live with instagram they didn't live with with the constant you know, barraging of emails and texts and calls and tv and shows and all give your attention to this focus on this watch this do that it's like whoa that's a lot all day so if you don't it's like your phone. You have to turn your phone off physically to let it. Yeah. It's the same thing with your brain. If you don't, you're just going to get overloaded. And that's going to snap, right? And, and you want to get to the point where you're not snapping. You want to be able to handle every day, good or bad. Okay, this happened. How can I react to it? Um, so that's just it. It's, 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 it's as interesting to me as, as being a boy. So I think those two things, they, they definitely caught my intrigue. Um, I think that's why I'm so drawn to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And I want to get into summer a little bit here because you did a lot of cool things over the summer. 
especially like since you weren't playing like you had some time to do stuff like you did yoga of course and like your goalie school as well and like you did a lot of other things like what what was that summer like and just like some of the things that you did yeah it was neat i i got to take my 200 hour um ytt your yoga teacher training um which is held at excuse me it was held at ground and wellness center which is where i found that place yeah. my original yoga teacher um Michael Liang, who has come to our camps and does classes for all of our goalies for the last six, seven years. Um, he started his first, uh, the first time he was like the lead teacher where he, it was his program, it was his 200 hour uh, stuff. So I got to do that and met an unbelievable group of people and then ended up introducing me to the studio where after I completed the train, which you know was 200 hours. So it took, we would meet Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much all day for um go every other weekend for you know probably four five six months however it was it was it was during quarantine like it was during kind of when everything was like shut down almost yeah. so it was a very blurry time in life i didn't really know like what day of the week it was it was kind of crazy but it kept me super busy I, like, I learned so much um you do a lot of physical like optional practice you learn a lot about that but you also get into some of the stuff I was more intrigued by the philosophy stuff. So we read some really cool books on yoga. And you know, most people when you when you say yoga, they think, oh, go to yoga class. Like that's part of it, but that's optional yeah. class. That's that's like a very small subset of what yoga encompasses. Um, so in that, you know, I learned a lot of philosophy, you learn how ancient the practice is, and you learn that it's more about you use the physical movement, you, you, know, you use the tools of yoga to kind of live a better life and understand more awareness to whatever you're doing. And so it gives you a lot of different things. One of them being, you know, meditation, one of them being yeah. physical movement, one of them being studying different books. And so you get to be exposed to a lot of different things that I had never heard of, I've never, you know, been involved in. But then once you kind of understand and you kind of immerse yourself in those, you realize, oh, there's a lot of you know, good teaching points that I can use or that I can see that are similar in the experiences in life I've had. So you find a lot of connections with, wow, this is, how can this help me? Or like, what are they talking about? And, and how have I maybe experienced that in my life without knowing that it was called this, um, which is cool. And then that kind of led me into the studio where I met, you know, the owners who not only gave me a job working there, uh, which is awesome, but, you know, kind of took me under their wing and I got to, do a lot of like side projects with what they have and there's a ton of different offerings that the studio has we you know we make a lot of um these cold press organic juices like i've never had organic juice in my life i, I hated vegetables and then they have this commercial kitchen and they juice uh, all organic uh fruits vegetables and he showed me the process of how they do it which is like incredible and i got to juice every week and i was crushing these juices and my body was like, you could tell it had been craving the nutrients that it was missing. And then I was giving them so many of those good nutrients that I was not getting. And it was like, whoa, thank you for finally doing something yeah. for our body. Because physically, it's like, wow, it was really cool to, to experience um, how much vitamins and minerals and nutrients actually matter to your body. So I kind of became a little bit more of a vegetarian. And I, I kind of started eating a lot better. I started juicing a, a ton. I noticed physically like that's a big reason why I'm able to play honestly at this age is because I took care of my body like nutritionally. So he showed me a lot about that. They're a big herb 
they, they, they do a lot of herbs there. So like I got big into like reishi mushrooms and a lot of different herbs and supplements that are, are I have noticed have, have made a big difference in just how I feel in my gut bacteria and how I sleep and how my you know, I haven't knocked on what I haven't been sick in the last two years. Like, you know, my body is able to do better defense against a lot of cold flu against a lot of the things that my body used to struggle with and you know the diet and nutrition the stuff definitely helps so like that was cool to kind of get a little bit of a taste of what that was like and then getting to hang out there uh i i, I did a lot of cool things they do a lot of these like breathwork sessions which is like an intense way of breathing that produces the same effect as like taking a very hallucinogenic drug, right? Because hallucinogens, it just alters the state that your brain is in. It gives you an influx of these dopamine, it gives you an influx of this, and it, and it creates this, this, this different state for your brain. And that's why it has a lot of these different um, reactions. Well, you can achieve somewhat of the same effect with this breathing technique. And it, and it kind of like, alters and transports you into this really crazy like state of consciousness yeah. and but you know it's a safe way it's not like you're taking and ingesting and, and you're not doing this you know the, the physical reaction you're just doing it by breathing and this technique so i got to do a couple sessions which was wild because it kind of opens up your your mind into like okay there's a couple different states of reality that i live in and when you're only in this one state of reality kind of lose sight of those other places that you could go and, and there's other experiences for you to have and so this breath work is this really intense way of getting to a little bit of a different state of, of awareness which is which is really interesting um so yeah i, I kind of got to do a ton of different stuff where it started as just this yoga training and it led to this incredible amount of um exploration into a lot of different fields a lot of different um, areas of interest to me that i was like wow this is pretty cool this one place has all these things and it's, it's, it's unbelievable um and then on top of that yeah the goalie school was good we were lucky to still have all of our camps because like covid came shut down all the rinks but they opened up like june 1st so like very limited capacity so normally for our camps we have 16 goalies uh, or no we have we have 12 goalies. No, we have 16. Yeah, we have 16 goalies on the ice. And then we split. Instead of doing two hours, 16 goalies, we had to move to one hour, eight goalies. So yeah. we kind of had to switch a little bit of our structure. We had to do smaller groups, which in turn ended up honestly being like way better because you have less kids on the ice. And yeah, they're only on for half the time, but they get way more out of that one hour because they're in yeah. that almost every other rep and they're exhausted by the hour and you can kind of spend more one-on-one -on -one time with them for goalies and training is like the best right so yeah you get to kind of just focus on the two kids of your station as opposed to focusing on three and having to rush them through drills and whatnot so um kids are having to like get dressed like in their car and just like walk into the rink <laughs> well going back to peewee's band going back to peewee squirts the, the yeah. youth hockey yeah, and for like you know camp owner like all the uh, the most like um, most like problems that you have with kids, it's not on the ice, it's in the locker room. It's when they're screwing yeah. around with each other. So it is kind of like, all right, this is nice. There's no like worry about kids in locker room together. There's no no lo no uh, locker boxing. No, you just show up. They come on the ice. They leave. That was like this is actually unbelievable. 
So it was kind of fun. Uh, and it was just nice because at that point, kids were like still in at their home online school, right? And like they had no season, they weren't doing any other things. So like when hockey was around, parents were fired up that their kids had something to do. And so we actually were way busier than we have ever been. And we sold out of all of our sessions um, because they just, that was like the only thing to do, right? And so yeah. the camp went really well. Um, so able to do those and then yeah it was, it was hockey it was yoga and it was um definitely a time where i thought that i was for sure done playing i was like there's no way i'm gonna play again right and then i remember we were doing our our advanced camp at mount prospect and i got a call from our coach and he's like uh he's like he's like do you want to play this year and i was like i haven't really thought about it and i was like i, I pretty much like i'm retired and i was like i was like i didn't even know if you still wanted me back because like i hadn't really talked to him and I didn't want to go anywhere but Peoria and like we didn't know if we're gonna play and he's like, Yeah, he's like, you know, you come back, like you're my guy. He's like, I think I think you have another year in you. And I was like, Yeah, you know, no wife, no kids, like I can probably go back for one more year. Oh yeah. And then, and then I and then the instant fear set in of like, all right, I haven't touched my gear in eighteen months since the season ended. I haven't skated. All I've been doing is yoga. Uh, I have no idea if I'm going to be any good. And then, you know, I started skating with you a little bit, and I, I was terrible. I was like, I feel like I've never played boy before, you know, and I was like, I'm going to be awful. And then came into training camp, struggling for the first couple of days, and then I got to shut out my first game, and I was like, all right, I kind of remember how to do this. And then I think that, like, honestly helped my confidence more than anything, was just, like, getting the first game, getting the shutout, and be like, all right, I know how to do this again. And then from there, it was just lights out. And, and I've been pretty good ever since. So it, it was interesting. It's kind of come full, you know, full circle back around. But just um, seeing how much my yoga, my meditation, my just called training of mindfulness, how much that actually helped me deal with all these situations this year and just how much of a better um, athlete and person it's made me and just uh, how much more I appreciate and I can be part of the experience and not not let it go by like I I can enjoy what I'm doing because I'm I'm in the moment and I'm not so concerned with where I'm going to be next month or what I've done before like I just appreciate where I'm at you know and it's nice knowing that I'm not going anywhere I'm going to be in Peoria it's, it's where I want to be it's the team I want to be with this year and um, you know I say that I wish I would have done this my whole career because it's so much more fun when you can like be the starter, you can be the same group of guys all all year. You kind of build where you want to be at the end of the year as opposed yeah. to like, I wonder what team I'm going to be on tomorrow. But it was also fun doing what I did and like it was, it was worthwhile to chase that how high of a level can I get to and like where, where can I take my career and it led me to some awesome places. But after all that's done, I'm having more fun uh, this year than I have ever. And that's kind of how I know I still have something left in the tank. It's like, it's more fun to me now than it was six, seven years ago, which is crazy to think, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that. yeah, that, that's unreal. You visit a ton of different places over the summer, went through like a ton of different experiences. And then you come back to, from your coach saying, I think you got one more in you. And then you uh, put on the pads again come come train with uh with the, me and the boys a little bit out at glacier over there and um yeah. get, get get a shutout first game like i think i think you got another year in you too <laughs> yeah so i feel good man i i feel really good on the ice um i feel extremely confident right in myself that's kind of what what yoga teaches you a little bit is like you have to 
no matter what like you're working with, you know, you could be tight one day, you can be sore, you can feel great. It's like you always kind of it's like you have to be your own best self advocate. Like there's yeah. way too many outside factors of reasons why your self confidence should be down. You should not add to that. You should not be the one person that like decreases that. You should be the one that's pumping yourself up. So I'm like, all right, I may not feel the best, but like I'm gonna believe that I'm the best. And like in a weird way, that like definitely works, right? And yeah. And then you add in just all the awareness tools. I'm like, all right, I played hockey long enough to like I'll figure this out. And now that I'm like I'm back in the form, I'm like, all right, now I feel good on the ice. My you know, the one thing that like really sucks is my cardio because you just don't if you don't skate, you don't get that cardio training at all. Yeah. So once the cardio has finally come back, I'm like, all right, now I feel really good. Now I can not only take physically where I'm at, but I can use all the tools that, you know, that my yoga training, that my meditation training has, has given me. And I feel like I've, this is the best year that I've had ever, you know, and it's, and it's more fun. Um, I don't care about my numbers, my staff, my performance, but I can respect the fact that like I'm playing well and that the numbers back it up. And it's just fun to be out there every day competing. Like I enjoy the game because I enjoy being in that moment for those three hours. Like it's just the best place to be because I'm fully there. I'm not thinking yeah. about what happened before. I'm not thinking about what's going to come. I'm completely immersed and I'm present in that moment. And when you're in that moment and it's hockey, it's something that I love. And it's just a, it's just a team that you love. It's, it's really person and bigger than yourself. Like, I, I'm like, man, it's, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, I can't believe that I get to do this as my job. And the fact that I'm good at it, 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 like, it just only adds to the experience, right? So um, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and, and I'm just truly trying to enjoy it because I know that the, that the numbers, you know, that the time is winding down shortly. And um, I'm definitely going to look back in these last few years and say, you know what, at least I was able to, to stop and smell the roses while I was doing it because the worst thing you can do is look back. And I've had years where you look back, like, I don't even remember that year. Like, it feels like it went by so quick. And you just want to be transported back into that time to remember it. Yeah. Right? And, and I'll have no problem remembering this year because of, of kind of more presence I've had while doing it, which is, which is what you want out of anything in life. It doesn't matter if it's hockey, whatever job it is, whatever you do, you just want to feel like you're there completely and that you put your best to do it. And that, I say you should never do something that you don't love. Right? What are you doing at that point? Right? Yeah. You can do something that you have passion for. So for me to have two things I'm passionate about and have them intertwined and have them help one another, um, uh, I'm extremely lucky. Yeah, absolutely. And like you're still learning about like your body, your game, and everything still. And like I like before like we trained together, like I met you two times and like just skating with you and like skating with you and carps like you guys are both at the sp level now and like you learn so much to see what it takes to get to that next level and like you just learn from whoever you're around like you just got to surround yourself with good people and like they'll they'll show you the ropes and like you just learn so much just from skating training just listening to this podcast like you just learn so much and it's just you're there's always ways to better yourself and like you just got to keep being in the moment and just focusing on on like what you can do to get better and just focus on being in the moment. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I go to every practice, like, okay, there's something that I can get better at, you know, like, yeah. even though like I've seen every play that, that I'm ever going to see and I, I've made every type of save and like, 
even then I'm still like, hi, I still need to get a little bit better at this. And like, that's part of honestly, like I've always tried to be like that, but yeah, you're never too good to learn something. You're never too good to still want to improve because at that point you're going to start decreasing. And then you always want to have that, it's called a beginner's mindset. Yeah, I, I should learn from like what happened and like, how can I get better? Because for goalies, it could be the smallest thing. Like for instance, yeah. I was, I was playing in a game two weeks ago and there was a couple plays that were happening off of, I would pick the puck up off the corner and start to attack the net. And it's in between that, 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 that angle where you can be RVH or should I overlap? Yeah. And it's like those plays to me, I still don't exactly know when I should be RVH, when I should overlap, how far out should I be? It's like, I still want to have that, 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 that awareness of a guy. I can look back and I say that place happened six times this year. Cause I, I can play it in my head. I played it incorrectly twice because I've gotten scored on. And then I played it correctly four times. So it's like, all right, the odds say that, that this is the way to play the situation. So in practice, I'm like trying to get back to Okay. Remember that I got scored on when I did this, when I, I was too aggressive and the guy passed it around me or B, I was a little bit deeper. I have the option to go RVH or overlap, but if he passes it, I'm going to be able to push my butterfly as opposed to stretching out and opening up the hole. Both times that the pass happened, I went into like a full split because I had to scramble to get back over and they scored underneath my arm. And it's like, if I just would have been a, a half a step deeper, I can shift my weight, come into a butterfly, lock my elbows, and that puck hits me 90% of the time. So it's like, even those plays are still things that like, I want to work on to get better because come game time, there's no thinking. You just it, It's just your instinct, right? So you have to train your brain to be instinctual, and you always want to give yourself the best amount of reps and play the percentages that when the instinct happens, it defaults to that. That what are the best odds you make this case, right? Yeah. And so those are things that I still try to learn and still try to practice every day. Yeah, absolutely. There's something something new to learn every single day. Like you just you just gotta focus on that one thing or those few things and just get better at it and like turn a turn a weakness into a strength or turn a strength into a more more even more of a strength. You just gotta keep learning every day. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, dude. There's no winning that goal timing. Even if you're shut out, it's okay. You got to do it again the next day. Right? It yeah. doesn't become the game isn't easier just because you had success previously. You, you have to find that success every game, and even that in and of itself is a challenge because it it becomes more mental at that point than physical. Yeah. So the things that you learn don't have to be a physical thing. A lot of the physical things I do, I'm not getting that much better. My game is where it's at. I play the way I play, and that's who I am. I'm not going to totally change my game physically, but it's mentally where can I learn? And those situations and those leads and those understanding of how to prepare and how to put yourself in the best frame of mind to react, that's, that's where the real learning comes in. You're trying to be a student of your mind of your preparation of your game every day because you can learn something from how you prepared and how you played almost every game. Yeah, and even even a shutout, like you may have made an unreal desperation save, and like you still learn from that because you could be like, I do this, like be a little like deeper in my crease, and then just push over into my butterfly and block out any holes, and like it it hits me ninety percent of the time. Like you just like there's learning in every single situation, from shutout to getting getting scored on a ton, getting getting your getting lit. Like there's any 
you can learn from anything really yeah most of the time the margin of error is so small that it's like you don't have to make any drastic huge changes you know you're not reinventing the wheel you just say something a little bit better you know for me it's mostly my balance and my pushes if my balance is slightly on my heels when i rotate and i make the little half speed cut to get myself set up to go laterally if my weight shifts to my heels and i push i'm falling back on the face so i'm there but i'm not there with, with yeah. active hands with a forward momentum if i shift my weight and my weight stays over my toes my push is like 10 pounds better so it's like the simplest, littlest thing produces the largest gap and difference of, of how I look and how I meet that puck. And, and usually it's a lateral play because I get, you know, the path happens and your instinct is to push. Yeah. Well, if your instinct is to push, your weight's going to mostly fall back. If your first instinct is to track with your head and turn your hands, then the second instinct is going to be to push and rotate, but your weight is more forward, so the push is going to be better. So most of the goals I've given up is like, man, if I just would have taken that half second, I don't need to beat the path. I don't have to be there before. So if you're supposed to get on a stick and shoot it, and in that time, I can make up that distance, yeah. right? I'm not pushing 10 feet. I'm pushing three feet over. But in the game, when the path happens, you're like, oh, I've got to get over there. And usually when you rush is when you end up making a mistake, right? So yeah. like most things are, are, are ever challenging to me, and that's something I have to tell myself every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And just a millimeter, a half second, like it makes a huge difference in the game. I don't think anyone that's not a goalie, and like you are, like you, you can't really, if people don't fully grasp it, like it's the, the margin is so small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's a number of things with it. So, like, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me how, how thin that, that line is, you know, and it's like, man, it's so, and there's a lot of times, honestly, games. I don't see the puck, right? There's like four bodies in front. You can't see it. And the puck either hits me here or it goes here and it's in. It's like, this is a save. This is a goal. Yeah. It's like goal Crazy how small that is. Yeah, it's nuts. And like, I don't even see the puck half the time because there's bodies in front. So it more becomes, did that guy shoot it here or did he shoot it a little higher? At that point, it's on him. Not necessarily yeah. on me. It's, it's where did that puck come off the stick? So I can't necessarily control that. So if he scores, yeah, I don't want to give it the goal, but like, am I going to really blame myself for a puck that I couldn't see because there's four bodies and that guy shot it above my shoulder? Like, no, that's sometimes a good shot. But you have to realize that, that those are learning things too. Like you can't get mad at something that you necessarily don't have the control over. You just got to say that's part of the percentage of being a goalie. Sometimes it's not going to hit you there. If I could have been a little further out, okay. But if there was traffic right up in front of me, what am I supposed to do? I can't do yeah. it all. You know, I can't, yeah. I can't grow my size overnight. So some of those things you have to learn that that's the percentage of the goal and some goals are going to go in and you can't get frustrated with it. Yeah, and like, like we said throughout this throughout this episode, the the objective is simple. The position is even harder. Yeah, so hard. So very paradoxical, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, to close things out here, how we do some viewer questions. I love it, man. I love it. All right. So uh, first question is like, what's your favorite place to eat in Peoria? <laughs> uh, there are a lot of places that I have been, uh, that I have been exposed to this year. Um, I would say my new favorite place uh, and my girl is taking me there is called Salt. It's a pizza place and it's got some of the best pizza uh, in town. And I 
place to think that this one pizza place is really good. Uh, but this place salt uh, here over here is unbelievable. The margarita pizza is, is the best I've ever had. So that's that's my number one recommendation right now is to go with salt in Peoria. And mar margarita pizzas, uh, your favorite type of pizza? Just my favorite. If I could have one pizza the rest of my life, it's margarita because it's so it's simple, it's, it's clean. Like I'm a vegetarian for the most part, so like there's no meat on it, and it's just it's got so much taste and flavor, but it's not overdone. I feel like nowadays pizza is so much. It's like yeah, there's a hundred different toppings and there's this and so like sometimes I, I I don't want all that. I just want the three things: the tomato, the mozzarella, and the basil. And those three things together with a good crust is like. I can't ask anything better. So Margarita Pizza himself. So thank you to Anne for that recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. So then the next question is, uh, what's your favorite yoga place in uh, Peoria? Um, well, I teach at two. I teach at Gold's Gym. That's a more of a gym, and they have yoga uh, a couple of days that they teach at. But my favorite place, the studio that I go to, is called The Yoga Project. Um, I take class there every Monday and I teach there Tuesdays and I fill in as a sub and it's a beautiful studio. Um, it's unbelievably, um, or I should say the people that run it are awesome. The teachers are so nice and they have a lot of classes too. They have classes like all day. Um, so great variety, beautiful studio. The space is gorgeous. And uh, yeah, so the yoga project is, is where I teach it. It's where I take most of my classes at. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next question is pretty much the same thing, but what's your favorite place in your hometown, like for yoga? Uh, grounded Wellness Center. That, that, that's where I catch my training, and that's where I, I, I get free classes, so I, I go there the most. But even if I didn't get free classes, I would pay to go there as much as I do because uh, it's, it's a magical place. The teachers are unbelievable. The owner, uh, Rick and Bridget, their husband and wife, they're both like the greatest human beings I've ever met. And um, they do a lot of cool stuff. And like I said, they offer a lot more than just yoga. And uh, I would encourage anyone that's interested in any sort of mindful practice or any sort of nutrition or herbs or anything in a general health and in a, in a holistic way, like that is the place to go. And they know so much and they're Space is gorgeous too, and we just we or we just expanded into the space, so it's a little bit bigger, and uh, it's beautiful. It's right across from the Hoffman Estate Ice Rink where the wolf yeah. practice. That's right there. So anyone that's that's around there, go check it out. Grounded Wellness Center. Unreal. That that's awesome. So then uh, the next question is like a two two part. It's like, what's your favorite memory from this season in a game that sticks out to you? Um. Oh boy, this season. I would say we've played we've played in Quad City quite a bit. Quad City this year is really good. Uh, they're they're actually really good this year, and we struggled against them a little bit. But we played a game a couple weeks ago, um, and we were up two nothing in the third period on their first goal that they scored. It was one of those, so it was actually kind of a broken play. Shot blocked the, hit the guy in front, it kicked over to the right, wide open that. So I was completely committed. It was kind of a bad bounce. So I dove yeah. over. In doing so, the guy scored, but I slammed my 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 helmet on the ice and I chipped my top tooth which I, oh, I just got. Oh, yeah. yeah, I see it. My tooth was shattered in half. So oh. I chipped my tooth with, there was like two minutes, or it was two minutes into the period. So I played the rest of the game with half my tooth missing and my and my chin strap completely broken. So my helmet was all over the place. They score 
the next shift and like a two to two. Oh. Like, like now I'm pissed because I told some like, all right, I might have to shut out this game. I, I'm playing awesome too. Now yeah. it's a tie game. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, if I chip my teeth, uh, I at least want it to be in a win. Then at least I'll feel better about myself rather than yeah. blowing the two goal lead and losing and chipping my teeth would be pretty frustrating. So I kind of locked it down. Uh, I played really long in the third and ended up winning in a seven round shootout. And I made the last save, uh, which is always fun. And there's a lot of people there that don't like me in the stands and they had a pretty good crowd. Uh, they, they really don't like me. Uh, so when we won, that was, that was a good feeling for a, a lot of reasons. But, uh, but yeah, that was definitely a memory making that last save. I think we got the first goal and then made the next six saves in the shootout. So, um, at that point, we had been really bad in shootouts, and I had lost. I think I lost two at that point. So it was my first shootout win. Quad Cities, you know, they're our biggest rival. So to beat them uh, in the rink was cool. To do it with the chip piece was cool. And my dad uh, was in town uh, with my girlfriend and her parents and everyone. So like it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a it's a fun memory for sure. Well, not I well fun because you won, but for chipping the tooth, no. Like I've. I've had that happen twice now and like I've chipped 19 so far and like three of them, three of them has only been from hockey. The other six were from getting kicked by about in by a volleyball in the face. But like, <laughs> as long as you win the games, like it, may, it yeah. makes it worth it. Right. It was way better to have it in a win. And I just got to fix, you know, our team benefited a great job. So like it was all good. And yeah, so that was a much more pleasant memory than had it been. We blown the people we even lost. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the final viewer question is, does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, it's tolerable, but it doesn't belong on pizza. But I'll, I will tolerate it. And uh, since I'm a vegetarian, pineapple is, to me, way better. It belongs on pizza more than ham and sausage and anything else. So for that answer, I'll say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that answer. But, uh, Levy, <laughs> this has been uh, – so much fun. Thank you again for coming on for the third time. We're going to get you on a, on a fourth time for sure. Well, I wish you the best of luck with the rest of the season. And uh, I'll for sure be making a trip up to Peoria sometime soon. Yeah, man. Let me know uh, when you're coming in. Uh, I'll get you some tickets and uh, maybe we'll grab uh, a margarita pizza after the game too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. All right, but hey, it's good to see you. It's good to catch up and uh, great job on the podcast, man. I love it. And I love being back and uh, you're 75% of my podcast uh, features. So right now, you've got <laughs> there we go. Show, so I love that. There we go. Love it. Forward, but uh, have a great night, man. I appreciate you.